Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Tool. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Tool. Who he is and what he's done makes all the difference in the world. Who he is and what he's done makes all the difference in the world. And the 13, 14 baptisms that we'll see throughout the day today uh, praise the Lord that who he is and what he's done has made all the difference uh, in the world. I hope your mind went back to that day that you trusted Christ uh, as your Savior. Uh, I hope your mind went back to that day that you realized you can't make it to heaven on your own. It's only by way of what Jesus Christ did uh, for us. Uh, and it's about who he is, who he is and what he's done, who he is a sinner dying on the cross for sins does no good at all for my sins. But a sinless king, uh, our impeccable uh, Christ, God himself coming down uh, and dying on the cross in our place makes all the difference uh, in the world. And we've been looking uh, at this for, uh, today will be the 10th week, uh, at who he is, at what he's done, uh, the 10th week. And of course, we started out in John chapter 1, and we saw that uh, Jesus is the Word, Jesus is God, Jesus is life, Jesus is light, uh, Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus is the Christ. But we saw in John chapter 1 what God's Word says Jesus uh, is, and for the last eight weeks, we've basically been letting the Lord Jesus Christ tell us who He is. Uh, the self-portraits, the I am's, uh, if you recall, I am the bread of life, that was uh, eight weeks ago, and then uh, I am the light of the world, and then uh, I am the good shepherd, and then uh, I am the door, and then uh, I am the resurrection and the life, and then uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and then uh, I am the vine, and then last week we added the water of life, uh, and today uh, I kind of want to close out, if you'll turn there in John chapter 21, uh, mainly talking about who he is and what he's done, how it makes all the difference uh, in the world. If you're in John 21, uh, we start out with Simon Peter basically giving up. Uh, Simon Peter basically going back to his own lifestyle when he said, I go a-fishing, uh, I go a-fishing. Uh, and, and the wording there is a connotation, I'm going back to my old lifestyle. Uh, I go a-fishing. Uh, and the disciples he had influence with said, uh, we go also uh, with you. And they fished all night. Uh, in their own strength, tried to uh, uh, catch all that they could, and they caught absolutely nothing. And then Christ, uh, on the shore, said, children, have you any meat? Uh, and he said, cast the net on the other side of the boat. Uh, and they brought in this huge haul. But then also, uh, John said, it's the Lord, it's the Lord. Simon Peter uh, put on his cloak, and he dove in, swam to shore. Uh, when he got to shore, they're broiling by a fire, uh, was what he was working for all night long. Uh, what uh, he could not gain working in the flesh all night long, uh, they caught absolutely nothing uh, in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, not having to work uh, one ounce. Boy, had everything that they spent their time exhausting themselves uh, there uh, around that fire broiling was that, 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 that fish uh, because who he is and what he's done makes all the difference uh, in the world. And at that fire, uh, at that fire, remember when he said, uh, Simon Peter, lovest thou me more than these? 
feed my sheep. Uh, Simon Peter, lovest thou me more than these? Feed my sheep. Uh, uh, Simon Peter, lovest thou me more than these? Uh, Feed my sheep. Uh, Three times God's grace poured into where Simon Peter's guilt was. It was at another fire where three times, three times, uh, he denied the Lord Jesus Christ. Three times. Hey, I don't know the man. Well, your speech is betrayeth thee. Uh, giving you a no, no. He uh, ended up cursing and changing his speech so, so he could deny the Lord again. Uh, and then that third time, uh, denying the Lord three times. And, and now during this fire, not that fire where he denied the Lord three times. Uh, in this fire, God's grace poured into where his guilt uh, was. And every time, it's basically Jesus saying... Hey, Simon Peter, feed my sheep. I still have a plan for you. I I, I still can use you. I I, I have not given up on you. I I still want you to be ministering uh, to, to a lost and dying world. Hey, grace was poured into Simon Peter's guilt. And it brings us to our text in verse number 18. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death Peter, he should glorify God. Uh, Basically saying, Simon Peter, you're going to be stretched out. Uh, You're going to be crucified. And history tells us that's what happened uh, upside down. Uh, uh, You're going to be stretched out, carried off. Uh, You're going to be crucified. Uh, And it was true. But understand, Jesus didn't tell him this to burn him. Uh, He was burned at the previous fire when he denied the Lord three times. Denied the Lord three times. uh, Denied the Lord three times. He didn't tell him this to burn him. Uh, He told him this to bless him. Simon Peter wanted so badly to be counted on unto death, uh, to, to, to stand strong, uh, to be faithful even uh, unto death. You remember when, when, when Simon said, though all men forsake you, uh, I'll not forsake you, uh, I'll lay down my life for you, I'll die for you. He so badly wanted to be uh, counted on, ministering all the way Uh, to death, uh, faithful uh, unto death. Uh, And then we remember in that garden uh, when the soldiers came, uh, probably 600 of them armed to the tooth. Uh, It was Simon Peter who took out that sidearm of a sword uh, and started swinging it, started swinging it. Simon must have known he was going to die there. This is my time. Uh, I'm going to die here. Uh, but, 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 but again, uh, in, instead of everything going well, instead of him being uh, faithful uh, unto death, he absolutely fell flat uh, at another fire during a, a, a trial uh, outside of Annas, the high priest's uh, house, denying the Lord once, denying the Lord twice, denying the Lord uh, three times, and now Jesus Christ pouring in grace once, pouring in grace twice, uh, pouring in grace three times. Hey, hey Simon, you're not going to falter this time. Uh, you're not going to buckle and fall flat this time. Uh, you're going to be faithful unto death. Hey, I will be able to count on you uh, this time. Uh, and put down number one, if you will, God's grace 
God's grace for Simon Peter, uh, this would have encouraged him. Uh, God's grace encourages me. Uh, The fact that uh, God's grace pours in where uh, my guilt is, and God still wants to use you. God still can use you. Uh, Verse 18, uh, you're going to make it. Uh, You're going to be faithful to death. Uh, You're going to serve me all the way to the end. Being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Why, God does that through you. Uh, Jesus Christ does that through you. He'll see us through. You'll make it through. Uh, God himself will carry you through. I love Isaiah. Uh, Verse 10 of chapter 41. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea. Uh, I will help thee, yea. Uh, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Uh, It it doesn't say, hey, Christian, good luck. I hope you make it. Uh, uh, You need to hold on with all your strength, and uh, you need to uphold yourself and strengthen yourself by by your own righteousness. God says, no, 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 that's not uh, what you count on. Uh, It's my strength. I'll strengthen you. I'll uh, uphold you. I'll I'll carry you through every step uh, of the way. Uh, And so this word of grace from Jesus to Simon Peter is, hey, child of God, you that think you're Holding on for dear life to the Lord, relax. Relax, be still, and know that He is God. Uh, Ultimately, we're not holding on to Him to the end, He's holding on to us. Although, if you're a child of God, uh, if you've been saved, baptism, entering into the gospel, uh, Lord's Supper, receiving the gospel. Uh, If you've ever been saved by the glorious grace of the gospel, it's not you holding on to him. Uh, It's God holding on to you. Uh, We're still working on Charlie and Jack when uh, it's time to cross a street or walk out into a parking lot. It's it's hold Pop's hand, hold Pop's hand. And there's a lot of times when when Charlie or Jack will hold Pop's hand. There's one finger. uh, They're holding on to one finger. uh, And sometimes they let it go. And sometimes they grab back hold. Hey, when we're going in the face of danger, uh, when we're crossing the street or walking where uh, cars are pulling in and pulling out, uh, I'm not going to trust their safety to how strong they are. Boy, I'll place my hand around their hand. Uh, You see, uh, yeah, they're still holding on to me, but more than that, uh, I'm holding on to them. Uh, I'm holding on to them. Uh, I don't want to trust their safety to their strength. Uh, I'm going to trust their safety to my strength. I think about what Christ said when he said, uh, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. Uh, I give unto them eternal life, neither shall they perish, and no man is able to pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And so the first thing this says to me, this this episode of God's grace pouring in, Simon Peter, you denied me three times. Let me remind you three times, pouring in grace three times. Hey, I still want to use you. I still have a plan for you. I can still absolutely bless through you, even on to death. Uh, I know whom I have believed uh, and am persuaded that he is able 
that he is able to keep that which I've committed uh, unto him against that day. Does anyone believe that God's holding on to you? And if you don't believe that, please hear me. God's holding on to you. God's holding on to you. The grip of God's grace. Romans chapter 8, never lets go. And so number one, uh, uh, who he is, who he is. We saw that for nine weeks, and this is our tenth week. And, and what he's done, uh, a sinless uh, God, sinless uh, king dying in our place. Uh, the gospel, number one, uh, God's grace encourages me. Say that with me. God's grace encourages me. It encourages me, Simon, it would encourage him that, that God's going to carry him through. Uh, God's going to see him through. Uh, God's going to hold on to him all the way through. But then also, uh, number two, God's grace enlightens me. It not only encourages me, God's grace, this uh, episode of God's grace, uh, it also enlightens me because at first Simon Peter doesn't really get it, doesn't really see it, doesn't really grasp it. Uh, at first, uh, in, in fact, look at verse number 20 as we continue. Uh, then Peter turning about uh, after Jesus said, now uh, at the end of your life you're going to be crucified. Uh, you're going to be faithful to death. Uh, you're going to be faithful to death. Just like you said, Simon Peter, that, that though all men forsake you, all not forsake you, all die for you. Uh, a, a Simon Peter, when you fully grasp the gospel, you'll be uh, faithful unto death. That word that encourages him. But then Simon Peter kind of uh, not getting everything, uh, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast uh, at supper and said, uh, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? This is John, talking about John. Look at 21. Peter seeing John, seeing him, uh, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Now, uh, don't miss it. Here he is, Simon Peter, realizing around that fire, boy, when I'm present with Christ, when Christ is present with me, when I'm uh, abiding in the vine, everything that I worked all night for, uh, everything in the flesh that I worked all night for, and I took nothing. I caught nothing. Uh, you talk about having no success at all, but uh, when I'm walking with Christ, abiding in Christ, it's everything that I had worked for uh, right here, because it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And then the Lord goes on to say, now Simon, uh, when you're old, you're going to end up being crucified. When you're old, uh, you're going to be martyred. You're going to give your life for me. Uh, he's interacting with the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's almost as if he takes his eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and looks at John and says, but what are you going to have this guy do? I get it that I'm going to be martyred. I get it that I'm going to be uh, crucified for your, for, for your glory, for, for, for your testimony. But, but what are you going to have this man do? In Simon Peter's eyes, it seemed like John had it made in the shade. Uh, in Simon Peter's eyes, it, it, it looked like, boy, John doesn't have to go through that, and John has uh, everything easy, and yeah, I'm going to be crucified, and, and I'm going to be uh, uh, killed, uh, martyred, uh, but, but John, John has it easy. It appeared to Simon Peter, but in reality, uh, John would suffer far more than Peter ever would. In reality, uh, Irenaeus, the disciple of Polycarp, who was the disciple of John, uh, Irenaeus wrote one uh, link uh, removed from the apostle John wrote this. Listen, 
John ministered in Jerusalem for a season, but found himself eventually in Rome and experienced great difficulty and persecution. His enemies poisoned him, but he didn't die. That's why the symbol for John early church was a chalice with a snake coming out of it, because they poisoned him, and he didn't die. Nauseated. Uh, The scars on the inside from that poison uh, he carried the rest of his life. Uh, His body adversely affected. He'd be weak and sickly from that point on. Caesar Nero, who wasn't done, uh, ordered John to be placed in a cauldron of boiling oil. Uh, blistering and uh, nauseated on the uh, inside and now uh, uh, burned and, uh, and blistering on the outside. Though his skin bubbled and blistered and burned, he didn't die. Uh, the apostle of love endured almost uh, 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 the epitomizing uh, uh, God's love that never faileth. God's love that endureth all things. Uh, God's love that beareth all things. Uh, God's love that never faileth. And so they poison him on the inside, they boil him in oil on the outside, uh, and because he still doesn't die, they exile him to the Isle of Patmos, uh, where they kept the vilest of criminals, a a rocky, barren, deserted uh, island, uh, solitary confinement, uh, John with the scars, deformities from boiling and the nauseousness, physical uh, weakness on the inside, suffered for years and years and years before death. Uh, Simon Peter, uh, yeah, okay, uh, Jesus, I'm going to be crucified, but what about him? Uh, What about him? Uh, What about him? What Peter didn't realize is John was going to have to suffer far more than Simon Peter ever had to suffer. By the way, uh, that's why they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise, because the truly eternals the measurables are internals, are internals. And what we want to compare each other by is, well, I look like this, they look like that, and I, I do this, and they do that, and, and, and it's not judging righteous judgment. It's, it, it's not approaching things the right way. They measuring themselves by them, comparing themselves among themselves, are not, are not wise because we magnify our pain We magnify our pain, and we don't see the silent suffering that they go through every single day of their life. But what's interesting about this is when Simon Peter says, Lord, okay, I'm willing to do that. I got that, and uh, I I know that's what I wanted, uh, to be faithful unto death. But what about this guy? Uh, What are you going to have this guy do? Now, the thing that's interesting is the response of Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus Christ basically just said, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Basically, hey, Simon Peter, it's none of your business what I have for John. Uh, You don't even need to to look into what what I have for John. You need to keep your eyes on me, focus on me, uh, and fulfill fulfill God's will uh, for you. Uh, What Christ could have done is take him off to the side and said, uh, yeah, Peter, good point, but what you don't realize is John's going to be poisoned, and then he's going to be uh, boiled in oil, and then he's going to be exiled, and hey, hey Simon, uh, where your pain is going to be over quickly, 
uh, where you're going to be martyred quickly, uh, John's martyrdom would last for years, that pain and that nauseousness and those uh, blisters and those uh, deformities. And so, hey, Simon Peter, in reality, uh, you have it easy compared to John. Well, he could have said that to Simon Peter, but instead he simply said, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. It's none of your business what I have for him. Keep your eyes focused on me. Can I say this? Sooner or later, you're going to be tempted uh, to compare, to compare. Uh, well, I have this, I've been through this, and this heartache, this hardship, and uh, this loss, and, and this reversal. I have all of this, and, and that person on the other side, that other section, that uh, down the aisle from me, doesn't seem like he suffers or hurts any uh, at all. Where we make the mistake is we don't realize the silent suffering that all of us go through. The hurt that all of us carry. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Ecclesiastes, all things come alike to all. There is one event to the righteous and one event to the wicked. We all go through heartaches. We all go through pains. And you say, well, pastor, then why do I serve God? Be careful, your motives are showing. Well, well pastor, then why am I faithful to church? Be careful, your motives are showing. Well, well, pastor, then why do I sacrifice financially? Hey, we don't do it to get wealthy. We do it because he's worthy. We don't do it in order to become healthy. We do it because our king, our God, is absolutely holy. You know, God doesn't have to give an answer to why we go through what we go through and why someone else goes. He's not obligated to answer us. Uh, well, it's really just because you have this, but they have that. And, uh, you have this, but they have that. Uh, he's not obligated to answer, and even if he did, we wouldn't understand it. Is anybody with me at all? And so this episode of grace where uh, God's grace is poured in three times in those uh, three times of denial, uh, uh, that, that fire where he was burned, that fire where he denied it, that next fire, uh, God's grace being poured in. Uh, it, it's a word that, in light, uh, that, in, that, that uh, encourages me. Boy, we're going to be faithful to death. Uh, and praise the Lord for that. Uh, and it's a word that enlightens me on, on, on uh, Simon, don't, don't worry about him. He's going to go through what he has to go through. Uh, you, worried about, you worry about you. You focus on me. But then number three, write it down quickly. Uh, it's also a word, God's grace encourages me. Uh, God's grace enlightens me uh, where Jesus didn't answer. Well, what about him? What about him? What's he going through? Uh, Jesus didn't even explain to Simon Peter what John had to go through. Uh, but it's also God's grace is a word that enlarges me. It's a word that enlarges me. It encourages me. Uh, it enlightens me. It, but it's also a word that enlarges me. Think with me for a minute. Simon Peter and the apostle John had some underlying animosity between them. Everybody understand that? Uh, they were two totally different personalities. Two totally different personalities. Uh, John was a thinker. Simon Peter didn't think much. He was a doer. <laughs> Just rushed in. Two totally opposite uh, personalities. You remember when 
uh, the Lord saw them, called them, enlisted them. Uh, 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 John was mending his nets. Anybody remember Simon Peter? Uh, Simon Peter wasn't mending his nets. Simon Peter was casting his nets. Man of action, a man of action. He's not a, a thinker, he's a doer. In fact, John is the apostle of love. He's more of a discipler. Uh, Simon, Pe- uh, Simon Peter, he's, a, he's an evangelist. He's, he's an alpha male. Uh, remember at the tomb when, uh, when they raced to the tomb? John, John bent down. He looked in, contemplating what was going on. Uh, not Simon Peter. He just barged in. Uh, uh, didn't even think twice. Bar- hey, they were totally different. Uh, uh, kind of like when they were on the boat and uh, and, and, and John said, boy, it's the voice of the Lord. It's the Lord. And uh, Peter, not recognizing that, but put on his clothes and dove in and uh, swam to shore. Uh, it, it's interesting to me that these two totally different uh, people, different personalities, different, different uh, philosophically, uh, there's still tension even in our passage because uh, though they received God's grace, I get that, they're not fully walking in God's grace. Uh, though they probably understand the gospel, I get that, uh, they're, they're not fully grasping uh, the impact uh, of the gospel, and that's why Peter wouldn't even say John's name. Uh, he didn't turn and say, well, what, you, what will you have the apostle John, my beloved brother, uh, my co-laborer? No, what will thou have this man, this man? Can't you hear that cutting edge in his voice? Uh, and what are you going to have this man do? He wouldn't even say John's name, uh, which is interesting because John had no problem saying Simon Peter's name. Uh, remember uh, in the garden, uh, that, that disciple that was savagely swinging the sword, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all say, and one of them pulled out a sword. And one of them pulled out a sword. Uh, The Apostle John, the Gospel of John, hey, John didn't want to leave any ambiguity as to who it was. It uh, it said, then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it uh, and tried to uh, swing it savagely. The Apostle John had no problem saying Simon Peter's name when it made Simon Peter look bad. And so here he is, uh, Peter, what will thou have this man to do? What will thou have this man to do? Uh, He wouldn't even say John's name. And again, uh, it's interesting to me because John had no problem outing Simon Peter and naming uh, Simon Peter. You know that that race to the tomb? Uh, The only gospel, the one that John wrote, uh, the one that outed uh, Simon Peter on savagely swinging the sword, the only one that that, uh, says the the slow, overweight disciple that I outran, uh, was Simon Peter. Uh, the only one that says that is the gospel of John. There's animosity there. There's animosity there. Uh, I, I also think it's noteworthy that the gospel of John, John writes this. John wrote that uh, gospel. The gospel of John omits Simon Peter's great confession. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, Uh, The Apostle John says, I don't need to write that. Uh, You know how Simon Peter is. Uh, The one gospel that omits Simon Peter walking on waters. Anybody want to guess which one it is? Uh, It's not Matthew. It's not Mark. It's not Luke. Hey, the one that doesn't even mention Simon Peter stepped out of the boat, walked on water. Uh, It was John because there's underlying tension. There's underlying uh, animosity. 
Uh, and these two that were so different uh, in personality, so different their approach to ministry, so different uh, in their, their, their temperament and, uh, and, and philosophically, these that had tensions before they fully grasped who he is and what he's done. They had tensions before they were walking in uh, who he is and what he's done. They ended up having appreciation for each other. They ended up growing closer uh, together. Uh, They ended up, in the book of Acts, traveling together and working in harmony together and partnering in ministry together. Uh, In fact, Acts chapter 3. Remember at the temple, the gate beautiful, that man that was begging alms? Uh, He was begging alms, and uh, remember, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. Uh, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Uh, Anybody want to guess what two disciples were there for that that moment, that miracle? It was Peter and John. It was Peter and John. Uh, How about Acts chapter 4, when they uh, beheld uh, the boldness of two disciples, they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Uh, Two of them, it was Peter and John. Uh, There's appreciation, there's camaraderie, there's there's partnership. Yeah, they're still totally different, uh, but when you fully realize God's grace, walking in God's grace, boy, you'll be able to show grace to someone that's totally different than you. Uh, And in Acts chapter 4, when they're in prison, Uh, They're they're threatened, they're imprisoned. It was Peter and John that answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God uh, to obey uh, 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 you more than uh, God judging. Hey, it was Peter and John that did that. Boy, in this world where uh, things aren't getting closer and better, would anybody agree with that? Things are becoming more divisive and angry and polarized. Boy, in this time, what we need is God's grace, the gospel, Uh, realizing who he is. God is love. Uh, Realizing who he is uh, and receiving and walking in what he has done, the gospel of Jesus Christ. By the way, I'll give you another one. Uh, Two other disciples in the 12 was Simon the Zealot and Matthew the tax collector. Uh, Simon the Zealot, uh, Simon Zelotes, uh, was in a, a, a group of rebels that were uh, working and fighting for the violent overthrow of Rome uh, off of God's people Israel. Violent overthrow. Uh, and so here you have Simon the Zealot who's uh, in among a group, an extreme group that wants to, to, to overthrow Rome. Uh, and then you have Matthew, the tax collector, who's actually working for Rome, I'm talking about two guys that should have been killing each other and uh, should have been fighting each other and uh, should have been battling each other. Uh, Two guys that that were on the other side of the aisle from the other one. Uh, 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 But but when there's God's grace, when there's the gospel of Jesus Christ, not only does it encourage me, not only as we close out the IMs, not only does it enlighten me, It also enlarges me to be a big enough person to get along with another person who's totally different than me. Let me put it this way. God's grace makes us big enough to show grace to people that are different than us. God's grace should make us big enough to show grace to people that are different than us. It enlarges me. 
It enlarges me. And then lastly, number four, we're done. Uh, God's grace encourages me. Boy, we'll make it through because he'll carry us through. Uh, God's grace enlightens me. I don't have to know what you're going through uh, for me to stop judging, for me to stop comparing. Uh, I understand that John uh, went through so much more than Simon Peter, and Jesus didn't even have to detail what John went through. Uh, It it also uh, enlarges me to show grace to others. And then last, number four, God's grace enlists me. It enlists me. Look at verse number 19. At 19, this spake he signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, next two words, follow me. Say it with me, follow me. Look at verse number 22, concluding the exchange, same words. Jesus saith unto him, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Three words, say it, follow thou me. Follow thou me. By the way, uh, weren't those the first two words that both of them heard when Jesus was walking on the shore, saw them, called them? Uh, he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. You know what we've done today? Uh, we're gonna, we've seen uh, two, we're going to see uh, 11 more who are publicly saying, I'm following him. Uh, baptism, uh, I'm following him. By going public with the fact that uh, I want to be connected, affiliated with uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Hey, I'm following uh, him. And and then also when uh, we took the Lord's Supper, we took the Lord's Supper, it's saying, boy, I'm following him. Uh, I'm following uh, him. Uh, And of course, the call to all of us, Matthew 16, 24, then Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man... If any man, it's not just Simon Peter, it's not just the Apostle John. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Would anybody agree that we need God's grace? Would anybody agree with that? We need God's grace. Uh, We need God's grace to be poured into where our guilt is, to where our sins are. By getting a hold of who he is, I hope the last 10 weeks has helped that. Uh, Getting a hold of what he's done, the gospel, makes all the difference in the world. And as for me and my house, uh, we want to follow, we want to serve a gracious king like that. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.